This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. We all know about the Duke's Mayo Bowl, right? If you win the Duke's Mayo Bowl, mm-hmm. you get a huge vat of mayonnaise dumped on you. Well, the Pop-Tarts Bowl is taking it a step further because they will have the first ever edible mascot. So if you win the Pop-Tarts Bowl, there's a Pop-Tart mascot and the winning team will be encouraged to take a bite out of the mascot he's got these googly eyes a big pop tart walking around and then if you win you run over to the mascot and you start eating the mascot is this a good idea i think so it sounds delicious other than the fact that they can't choose the flavor because mm, if you win the pop tart, pop tarts bowl, you should be able to choose whichever flavor you want. Because certain flavors are way better than others when it comes to pop tarts. Because I think they decided on berry. Hey, come on, you're not gonna do frosted strawberry, the OG of them all. So for pop tarts, tarts flavors, mm-hmm. how does the pecking order go for you? Because obviously I hinted at it. Frosted strawberry has to be number one. Oh, no way. I like the brown sugar cinnamon one. Okay. Just for a change of pace. And then I think there's one called hot fudge sundae that tastes like dessert. Maybe it's a little too sweet for breakfast, but it's also very good. Do you have any like kind of wild flavors of Pop-Tarts that you actually like? No, I'm very, I'm very basic. I like what I like and I always go back to it. Brown sugar. Oh, baby. That's my jam. Mm -hmm. I used to crush brown sugar Pop-Tarts. And then you want to put butter on top and just make it just as fatty as possible. Oh, Oh, even better. Yeah. Why do you need butter? Because it makes it even more delicious. That's why. You ever tried one? Oh, my God. Paula Deen. (laughs) (laughs) That's the South. I'm telling you. Catherine's mother used to do that. Sheila was talking about how... When she was younger, she would bake the Pop-Tarts, toast them, and then put a little little bit of butter on top. And I used to do that as well. And I thought, that is genius. That's delicious. It's terrible for you. But you can't do it. You can't do it with the frosted kind, though, right? Why not? Can you only do it with the unfrosted? The butter wouldn't seep into anything. Oh, it's just sitting there on top. It's a a butter glaze. It's a butter glaze, Chelsea. What do you like? You like the fruit mm. stuff? Strawberry, Pop-Tarts, blueberry, blackberry, raspberry, yeah. all the berries? Strawberry, duh. Uh. I do like blueberry. I think that's a good change of pace flavor, too. Because the thing with Pop-Tarts is 
you can't just eat frosted strawberry your whole life. Like you got to venture out because for a while there, mm -hmm. they were going with all kinds of wild flavors. They had like strawberry shake or, you know, rainbow sherbet or like Gross. these crazy flavors that it's like, all right, we know you put some food coloring in this, but I'm not sure if it's going to taste any different. Mm -hmm. It's like M&Ms. They're like, ooh, what's your favorite M&M? They all taste exactly the same. So some of those Pop-Tart flavors, I feel like they're fishing a little bit. Yeah, I agree with that. The one thing I am worried about when it comes to this Pop-Tart's mascot, I mean, there's going to be a guy inside this mascot. So if too many players take a bite, he could get hurt. Like at first, it's funny. He's got this crust around him. People are taking bites. And then, you know, enough of the Pop-Tart is eaten. And all of a sudden, someone chomps into his shoulder. And he's trying to stay in character. Ow! 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 All of a sudden, a defensive lineman's chewing on his arm. You gotta be careful there. Everybody's gonna want a bite of the Pop Tart after a win. God, it sounds like the gingerbread man in Shrek. Ow! When people are eating him. <laughs> Ow! I'm a real Ow, boy. I'm a person. Ow! Ow! <laughs> Ow! <laughs> Do you I, think people will actually do this, though? Because at Thanksgiving, when they did the turkey legs for the Cowboys players, they looked like they didn't even want to eat it. Like, they took the ceremonial bite. Mm -hmm. And I know Dak kind of had his his little appetizer during the game. Yeah. That game was such a blowout. But do you think players will actually do this? Yeah, I do. They're college kids. The pros, maybe not. They've been there, done that. But if you're a college kid... Particularly if you're a second or third stringer, you haven't played much. What's the one thing you want to do? I'm getting a bite of that Pop-Tart, by God. I'm a kid. I got nothing going. And I'll tell the, he'll tell that story. Oh, you know, when I was a third string safety for NC State, nothing wrong with the Wolfpack, just using this as an example, we won the Pop-Tarts Bowl. And then when it was over, I was the guy who took the biggest bite out of the Pop-Tarts mascot. And we're like, yes, we know, Jerry. We know. You've told it 30 times. You should never be bragging about winning <laughs> the Pop-Tarts Bowl. Like, Correct. I'm sorry. Like, I know it means something to somebody, but, like, let's not be the guy down at the bar with, like, the Letterman's jacket and be like, yeah, we yeah. won the Pop-Tarts Bowl. Yeah, okay. Like, you won the Pop-Tarts Bowl, but let's not go over the top about it. But now that we said that, NC State will probably play in it. Do you know the teams that are, like, supposed to be in this one? Like, it sounds right up NC State's alley. I think it's ACC Big 12. That's just off the top of my head. Bill's going to research this very quick. Very quickly. We're going to play in this. Our executive producer, Bill Rowland, is on the case right now. He fired up the old computer machine. Uh, currently right now, CBS projecting Notre Dame versus Oklahoma State. That's a hell of a game right Ooh. there, let me tell oh, you. Wow. It's actually a good Yeah, yeah it is. That means they project Oklahoma State to lose this weekend. Good for the Pop-Tarts Bowl. They need a good matchup <laughs> like this. Chelsea, the new college football playoff rankings are out. And not a ton of surprises. Georgia won. Michigan two, Washington three, Florida State back in the top four. They are fourth. Oregon is fifth. Ohio State sixth. Texas is seventh, followed by Bama, Missouri, and Penn State. I'm so angry at these rankings right now. What was your takeaway when these were released last night? 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm wondering what happens if Florida State wins. Because judging by these rankings, they would be in, correct? But I don't think people want to see that. Florida State with a backup quarterback? And I guess we will see if the team truly is good and they win the ACC championship against Louisville. I guess you cannot argue and say that they don't deserve a spot. But Mm -hmm. of those three teams, or of those four teams in the top four, isn't that the only question mark? Like, you can't really question Georgia. I guess if they lose to Alabama, right. maybe there arises some questions, but they are the number one team. So clearly the committee likes Georgia a lot. Then you look at Michigan, probably not going to lose in the Big Ten championship game. Washington is a tricky one because obviously that Pac-12 game is massive, but that kind of guarantees that a team from the Pac-12 is going to be in. So isn't the number four spot kind of the one that's up for grabs? Yes, I agree. And it's going to be chaos, or it needs to be chaos for Texas to get in. I think Texas is getting the old screw job when it comes to Oregon here. I think Texas is going to be left out. But ultimately, I, I think Florida State fall. I think Florida State gets upset this weekend. Now, the committee did say, and I think this is fair, that they're not going to punish Florida State for the loss of Jordan Travis, nor should they, because Jordan Travis is not the only guy on that team. It is a team sport. So you can't project, okay, well, If they win, they're probably not going to get very far in the playoff, not going to win without their star quarterback, but you can't punish the team. So I understand that. What I don't understand, Chelsea, is that the committee has these guidelines and they say, well, strength of schedule matters. Big wins over top 25 opponents matter. Common opponents matter. And that's that's not what we're seeing here. I know I'm a Texas guy. But there's no way that Oregon should be ahead of Texas. Seriously. Does strength of schedule matter? Okay, Texas is number two in the country. Oregon is number 52. Supposed to matter. I guess it doesn't. Common opponents are supposed to matter. Oregon beat Texas Tech 38 to 30. Texas beat Texas Tech 57 to 7. So when I see the committee chair go on the air and talk about how Bo Nix has a high completion percentage. So what? Or Oregon's looked really good. So what? Is this the eye test, or are you actually going to follow the criteria that you laid out here? So I think Oregon is probably going to get in, unless maybe Washington wins that game, and then Oregon has two losses. But if Oregon wins, and they're a a nine-and-a-half-point favorite over Washington, Oregon will get in over Texas, despite the fact that by every metric, 
Texas should be in over Oregon. And that's what makes me mad. Why are you talking about Bo Nix's completion percentage? What in the hell does that have to do with a college football playoff ranking? I don't understand. Well, if you're mad, don't you think Ohio State fans are probably mad too? Because they've had a tough schedule. And they're behind Oregon. And don't they only have one loss? Yeah, that's true. I think Ohio State is going to get passed up by virtue of the fact that they're done playing, right? So a 12-1 and Texas team mm-hmm. will jump over Ohio State. But I still think it's ridiculous that the Buckeyes are ahead of Texas and, frankly, ahead of Bama. So you lost that game, you should drop down. And the teams that lost early in the season should be ranked ahead. Again, this goes for a lot of teams, but I just don't necessarily see them saying, well, these are the criteria. Again, we're following this criteria. Another member of that committee said, we're not looking at the most deserving teams. We're looking at the best teams. Well, that, is, that means once what? again, yeah. And I'm like, well, <laughs> I swear to God. And so I'm like, well, then that means. What if Santa did that? Yeah. I'm what like, if Santa was like, I'm not giving it to the most deserving right. kids. I'm giving it to the best kids. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, that's what it said. It, it's a direct quote. We're not giving it to the most deserving. This is about the best teams. So again, you're admitting, oh, best teams based on what? The eye test. So this is supposed to take away the eye test. But when they say that it doesn't matter, style points obviously matter here. Yeah, even though I think the argument of teams like Ohio State, and I think you're right because they're not playing in a championship game, it's really going to cost them. But if your only loss is to a team in the top four, like shouldn't that count for something? Yeah. That your only loss is to one of the best teams in the country? Like, because Ohio State, their one loss is to the number two team, according to these very rankings. And I guess you could say the same thing for Oregon, um, even though you're right, like looking at the rest of their schedule. I think a lot of it depends on how tough you think the Pac-12 is, you know, top to bottom. I do think there are some good teams in the Pac-12, but maybe not top to bottom. So it will be interesting to see how this shakes out. But at the end of the day, It is not my opinion. It is not your opinion that matters. Unfortunately, it is the opinion of the committee. And I will say this. At least we will get, I think, three deserving teams at Mm -hmm. least. Like, I am excited to see Georgia and Michigan and a team from the Mm Pac-12. Like, I'm not so sure about Florida State. But, like, the game, like, pick of, of all these teams. And I know you'll probably pick Texas versus somebody. Yeah. But of all these teams, what's the matchup that you really want to see? Like, doesn't everybody want to see Georgia versus Michigan? I think so. That's the one, right? These have been the best two teams all season long. Mm -hmm. It seems like they've been on a collision course. So I feel like that that's the one matchup. These look like the two best teams in the country, right? So I have no issue at all with Georgia or Michigan. And I think either one of them could win the national title. I think it's those two. And then there's a drop down as far as quality goes. I wouldn't be stunned if maybe Oregon, maybe Washington slipped in because they have the talent. But Ohio State's done. I, I, I do think it's Georgia and Michigan and then everyone else. Do you think there is a certain team that matches up particularly well with Georgia or Michigan that like you would like to see them get in there just because you think they could actually beat those teams? Like Because certain teams just mm-hmm. have certain strengths that kind of match up different against different teams. Is there anybody that you see here 
that you think could kind of cause chaos? Because I do think that's probably going to be the championship game. Yeah. Georgia versus Michigan. Oh, man. I got to think about this. I I think Texas could be a problem. I really do. But the problem is they're not going to get in. I don't think they're going to get in. So if you're talking about teams that could actually get in there and maybe make a run, it's got it. I think it just has to be. What if Bama wins? Maybe it's Bama. If Bama yeah. beats Georgia, Bama's getting in. I would be stunned. They're going to put Bama in if they beat Georgia. And then you could say, well, Texas beat Bama. Oh, yeah. Shouldn't Texas be in? It doesn't matter. They will put Alabama in. 